This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Justice Department is now weighing in on a case here in Alabama involving the Brookside Police Department. The DOJ is urging federal... The DOJ is now urging a federal judge to continue with a lawsuit that was filed against the Brookside PD by four plaintiffs who say they were over-fined by the police as part of a ticketing scheme to bring money to the town. The Brookside leadership and police department are seeking to dismiss the lawsuit. The ticketing scheme by the town first came to light at the start of 2022, where Brookside revenue records came to light, showing a 640% jump in the amount of fines and forfeitures in just two years, 2018 to 2020. The town has a population of less than 1,500, so those getting ticketed were traveling through the town, and they started to complain about the number of times they were being stopped by police, falsely accused, and even harassed. Schools are starting back up in Alabama, and the director of the Thatcher Coalition here in the state is taking issue with the Alabama Education Association and their goals Stephanie Holden-Smith is an editorial writer for 1819 News, and she recently spoke with political editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5. She says it's all about the money for the AEA and not necessarily the results that parents should be seeing from the classroom. Well, when you look at that $8.3 billion price tag that goes up every single year and the, the drumbeat is still, we don't have enough money in education. And they, the AEA came out and with a press release after the last, regular session that literally said best year ever, like best year of AEA ever um, because of the pay raises and because of the different um, pieces of legislation that they got passed, which, you know, is 99% spending our money. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of those fundamental things that once you see it, you can't unsee it, which is the AEA um, is really not a pro-education lobby. Um, they're a union and they're, they're an association and a union that are for their members and they're promoting their members. They're not promoting education. It, it, the fact that they said it was the best year ever was because of finances. How could you ever look at the Alabama education system, who's 52nd in math and say this was the best year as, ever of Alabama education? That doesn't make any sense. So you have a situation where there's, there's a disconnect between the people who are saying they're representing educators and what's actually happening in the classrooms and what's happening with kids. A disturbing story is developing out of Tallapoosa County. A 12-year-old female was found walking alone along County Road 34 at night. A driver stopped to help. Police were then called in, and it turns out that the girl had escaped from a trailer where she was being held as a captive. Tallapoosa County Sheriff Jimmy Abbott had a press conference with more details. We were able to arrest a Jose Pauline Pascal Reyes of this same address of 3547 County Road 34 uh, for kidnapping in the first degree. Uh, And he was arrested in Auburn on Somerville Circle uh, by the Marshal Service and the Auburn Police Department. 1819 reporter Craig Monger also spoke with Phil Williams on Right Side Radio about what he learned at that press conference. Um, She was kept in his residence, which was a trailer, for about a week and she was uh, tied, restrained there, and she was given, she was drugged with alcohol. Um, And so uh, we do know that this 12-year-old girl uh, escaped by chewing through her restraints somehow and was able to escape. 
police found two other decomposing bodies on the property where that trailer was. They were found and currently at the Department of Forensic Sciences uh, pending the, uh, the identification. The police confirmed that more evidence is being collected from that location. The Greater Gulf State Fair is now selling tickets for those who want to attend. This will be the 69th year of the event being held along the Gulf Coast. It starts October 28th and runs until November 6th at the fairgrounds. The fair will feature the largest midway along the Gulf Coast with live entertainment, food, rides, and attractions. The event coordinators are offering a ticket special right now called the Twofer Package that gives attendees almost half off in pricing. You can find out more at greatergulfstatefair.com. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the plane for Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi arrived on a Taiwan tarmac in the middle of the night on Tuesday. Upon her arrival, Pelosi took to social media, saying her visit was to honor the U.S. commitment to democracy and to reaffirm and respect the freedoms of Taiwan, which is most definitely a stance that is counter to the one-China policy that has been dictated by the communists on the mainland of China. The communist Chinese government is furious and ramped up their military exercises even more by sending warships closer to the island of Taiwan and releasing more videos of their tanks along the China shore that is directly across the ocean from the island of Taiwan. The Chinese foreign ministry has now blamed President Joe Biden for not stopping Pelosi from traveling to the island, The Chinese government insists that the diplomatic relations between the U.S. and China are contingent upon whether Taiwan is recognized as an independent country or part of China. Pelosi maintains that her visit and statements in no way contradicts the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 that was signed jointly by the U.S. and China. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby was asked about the mixed messaging that's coming from the Speaker and the Biden White House, and here's how Kirby responded to a question from a White House reporter. If we look at what Speaker Pelosi tweeted from the ground in Taiwan, her post actually states, quote, America stands with Taiwan. We all know that Taiwan harbors uh, ambitions toward independence. When the Speaker of the House says, we stand with Taiwan, America stands with Taiwan, how can the Chinese construe that as anything else but that you're supporting independence? I'll let the Speaker speak for herself. Um, All I can tell you, James, is what I told you yesterday, uh, and I'm happy to repeat it. Nothing has changed about our adherence to the One China policy. Nothing has changed about... uh, our stance on Taiwan independence, which is that we do not support Taiwan independence. And nothing has changed, James, uh, about our commitments and how seriously we take those commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act. Everything is consistent, James. Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey had an interesting exchange while in a House committee hearing, and the discussion was in regards to U.S. service members who have been removed from their positions and even kicked out of the military for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. ...that were just given, I think it's been dispelled that the vaccine prevents the spread of COVID. I mean, I don't know why we're still saying that. I mean, the CDC director has apologized for being wrong about that. Uh, The NIH director's said that he was wrong about that. Literally everybody, Deborah Burks. Gentlemen, yield. I I will yield. Did Dr. Fauci admit that he was wrong about that as well yet? I I believe they've all admitted that. No no way. So uh, They got the vaccine and they got COVID. Yes, they've all gotten COVID. The president himself is contagious right now, even though he's had four shots 
of the vaccine. And that is why he's staying away from people. So I, I just take a little bit of issue that we are in a, a congressional markup, still perpetuating this falsehood that was propagated by the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies that stood to profit by this. They knew it wasn't even true. Their, their tests with 50,000 people in the trials were designed not to explicitly not show whether it did or didn't stop the spread of COVID. So I, I just offended that we're still perpetuating that myth when virtually everybody has admitted that it was a myth. And, and the reason we need to acknowledge that is that is the myth that underlies the entire rationalization for kicking somebody out of the military for not taking the vaccine. Would the gentleman yield? I will yield to the gentleman from California. I can't wait for January 3rd, maybe the 4th, when one of our early HRs restores those men and women, those brave men and women who asked for and were denied their valid exemptions, and we restore them to full active duty, which, by the way, will unring the bell of any question of a general or other than honorable discharge, and I look forward to working with the gentleman on that. The other gentleman talking to Thomas Massey was Congressman Daryl Issa of California. He's also another Republican and was referring to the midterm elections when he hopes that Republicans will take back the House and offer new legislation. Over in the U.S. Senate, there is the Respect for Marriage Act that's still being considered and potentially voted on. The bill was passed in the House and would ultimately legalize homosexual marriages as federal law which would override states who have defined marriage through state law to be that of a man and a woman only. Those opposed to the bill say that this will open up massive discrimination lawsuits against churches and Christian organizations if it's passed. Well, it's already happening right now in certain liberal states like Washington State. The evangelical university called Seattle Pacific is now being investigated by the state attorney general for not hiring enough homosexual or lesbian faculty members. The board of trustees have taken a conservative biblical stance on the definition of marriage and sexual activity before or after marriage. Those who attend the school have now complained to the AG, Bob Ferguson, about the strictness of this definition and the lack of LGBTQ faculty members. Ferguson has now invited anyone who believes they were subjected to employment discrimination based on their sexuality to contact his civil rights team. The university has now filed a federal lawsuit to counter Ferguson's investigation. The Food and Drug Administration is issuing a warning for a drug that is commonly used to treat children with gender dysphoria. The FDA is warning of dangerous and even lethal side effects. The drug in question has gonadotropic-releasing hormone agonists and is often labeled as Lupron, Fensalvi, Cinerel, and Tripador. The drug is used as a puberty blocker for children who are seeking to become transgender. Some of the symptoms listed by the FDA include loss of vision, permanent loss of vision, headaches, eye pain, dizziness, and nausea. The warning from the FDA comes after a review of the safety data that has been submitted to the FDA's adverse event reporting system by the drug makers. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about COVID schmovid. I want to I point out a story that I picked up off of Newsweek. Newsweek points out that President Biden was diagnosed with COVID on July 21st. All right. So 11 days ago, July 21st. July 21st, it was exactly one year to the day that he did the town hall with CNN's Don Lemon, in which he said, if you get vaccinated, you're not going to get sick. You got that audio for me, Boomer? 
Go ahead and hit it. We're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Wow. How'd that play out? One year later, after being vaccinated, which required both shots, and then apparently, I think he was double boosted, so he's had four shots of the vaccine in the last year he was diagnosed with COVID. Not only that, but then he took Paxlovid, which you heard the discussion there a few moments ago with Dr. Jordan Vaughn, and then the Paxlovid did what it did for a period of time. He tested negative, allegedly. Got right back to work, even though you could tell he didn't have his oomph back yet, which is, you know, not unreasonable. But, oh, by the way, he's in a rebound case of COVID right now. So, so the man who leads the nation, leads the world in many ways, told us one year to the day, if you just get the shot, if you just get the shot, you're not going to get sick. Well, how'd that play out? Oh, he got the shot four times. And he got sick. So my question is this, if the commander in chief can get vaccinated and double boosted, vaccinated and double boosted, if the man who is probably the most cared for, watched over, guarded man in the world, if he can be vaccinated and double boosted after telling us that you won't even get sick if you get the vaccine, if, if he can get it, why is it necessary then for us to axe all of these U.S. military troops from our, our uniformed services because they haven't gotten the vaccine? Why? You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 